Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. After a minor technical glitch. Yeah. The usual. Definitely. <laughs> would be would be wrong to not have one. <laughs> yeah. We may as well get it out of the way to begin with and, and crack on. For sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm also in a weird location today. We were celebrating my father's birthday. He's uh, 74. Happy Thank birthday. you. And uh, I figured out there is no chance I'm going to make it home on time. So right now I'm broadcasting from a parking lot yeah, <laughs> somewhere in the Mediterranean. Nice. I, I hope nobody comes up to me to ask to buy some beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cool. So, yeah, well, I hope everybody uh, will find a new link and join in because we do have uh, uh, quite a few interesting discussions, announcements, updates, and uh, general topics to discuss. Uh, but before everybody does, uh, did you read about this uh, hack in the ZK Sync uh, uh, decks? I, I didn't. I don't think I did. I saw something weird going on there, but I don't think it was a hack. Uh, what was it about? I don't exactly remember like the details, but the point is that uh, they found some issue and a lot of money was drained and it was audited by uh, Certic or whatever the name of that uh, company is and uh, now they're kind of going to refund the users or something. So, yeah, so there was like the entire entire mess uh, with, this, uh, with this thing. Um, yeah, like, uh, it, it's something that, uh, uh, I, I don't know, like, in general, all of these audit companies, they, they're, they're really trying, you know, they're really trying to do their best uh, to kind of uh, validate the code, but it's very difficult to find, like, all issues and bugs during the audit. Um, like, in our case, we did a lot of audits, and uh, uh, even after the, like, Best of them, we still found issues. So yeah, like uh, I don't say you know you shouldn't audit, but the audit is definitely not a replacement for proper testing. And more importantly, having a time to kind of try out a new protocol or a new contract when it's deployed. Like don't rush to put all your money, you know, in a completely new protocol because there is always a risk of you know somebody missing something and. Uh, Kind of just you know I like personally I'm being very careful I would wait a bit uh, with any new application on any platform uh, beam included so yeah always be careful with your money definitely I mean it, like in DeFi it's a lot easier to lose your money than it is to make money in in my opinion and like especially after like the market turned kind of bearish there was a lot of hacks and a lot of bugs found and this kind of stuff. Uh, and and especially if things are fresher or yeah. like uh, more recently launched, then it makes more sense yeah. to tread very carefully. Yeah. Also, to... also this week, uh, I was very annoyed by my favorite uh, uh, host, John Oliver, uh, who was uh, talking about cryptocurrencies uh, in his uh, what's his name? Uh, not the Daily Show. The Daily Show, I think it's called, and. Uh, it, it was so funny because, like, I saw that he did an episode on cryptocurrency. So I said, oh, cool, that 
should be interesting. But we basically only talked about FTX and Celsius and all that. And it's like, what does it have to do with cryptocurrencies? It's just like basic centralized fraud. Uh, you know, could have been with sneakers for all I know. Like, it doesn't really matter, like, what kind of fundamentals you're using to rope people and, and you know, make bad business decisions and, you know, negligence and all that. But it was called cryptocurrency. So it's like... Come on, man. You, 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 I, I expected more from you. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's always a little bit funny because it's like funny in some some dark humor kind of way. Uh, because it's always like saying bad stuff about crypto, but it's like the exact thing that crypto and DeFi and all of this stuff is like aiming to fix, and, and in many cases fixing. But they've zoomed in on like uh, what's more equivalent to a bank yeah yeah it's the same logic like blaming airbags on crashes like oh you see yeah the airbag uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, went out again you know that's that's the problem the airbags they 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 go out every time there's a crash and they're like yes that's what they're there for like what like yeah but i i agree yeah uh yeah so okay so um what is going on with beam uh actually quite a lot and we do have some interesting questions that we're going to answer but let's start first with the announcement and i will open them uh here so i don't miss because there are quite a few ah okay so first of all um the audit for nifrit is going to be published tomorrow um it's uh like it was performed by by, by basically by Beam, and uh, uh, we use the same company that we were using before, the Pessimistic IO, and uh, uh, they have been doing a very good job auditing other Beam uh, uh, contracts and components. So that's going to be published tomorrow. And the next big thing that is going to happen is the end of the accumulation period for the Beam BMX pair on the DEX. And this is going to uh, end on Saturday night, uh, according to our calculations at the specific block height. Um, let me check real quick. I think Amir tweeted uh, the updated numbers, but let me check if I have them here. Um, yeah. So as of now, there are 387,000 BMX uh, in the accumulator and obviously twi twice as many uh, BIM. Uh, which is very nice and uh according to the calculations yeah so it's like in about two days um which will be yeah saturday night uh the accumulation will end um which is which is great yeah and uh, uh it means that at like once the accumulation phase is completed we can then uh launch the decks so as of now, uh, the launch of the DEX itself is planned for Thursday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, DEX will go live. <laughs> I think it's a very good date. Um, and uh, before that, uh, yeah, so like once the, the audit for the defeat is out, uh, we will uh, kind of deposit the BMX allocation, like, you know, everybody will probably review it. So probably on Monday, uh, we will uh, deposit the BMX for Nifrit stability pool. And last but definitely not least, 
on Tuesday next week, wow, it's going to be a crazy week, uh, a new website is going to go live. Uh, and even like if you didn't see it yet, uh, you should. And it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, uh, yeah, so busy week. Very, very busy. So just to run through everything, on Saturday, the DEX accumulation phase will end. Yeah, is that right? Absolutely. And then the DEX is launching May the 4th, right. which is a week today. Yes. Wicked. And on Tuesday, new website. Yeah. Jam-packed week. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the so we will I, I saw someone asking if we can put an announcement out about like the close of the dex accumulation phase uh we will definitely do so uh and and from the like close of the accumulation phase to the launch of the decks will people still be able to like provide liquidity or they will have to wait until the launch no the they, they will have to wait uh because cool. yeah the the accumulation contract will shut down at the uh at the height that was determined when it uh started uh, yeah cool. and then uh, once the dex is live obviously uh, the contract will uh be transformed into a uh, liquidity mining uh i saw some discussions about how to name it uh i don't know if it's like uh, i i just saw some ideas but i don't know exactly the status because i was quite busy um yesterday there was a um, independence day in israel and uh it's very kind of customary on the independence day to uh you know do barbecues so everybody's doing barbecues and uh, <clears throat> this year i was hosting the gang of my friends with like lots of crazy children and all, and all that. So I was uh, uh, away from most of the, you know, civilization and uh, uh, discussions. Uh, yeah, I see. I, I think I'm still kind of, uh, you know, processing some of that meat. It's still somewhere digesting inside <laughs> of me. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, the the old barbies get pretty, pretty intense if the if it's a full day one. Happy Independence Day, yeah, by the way. Thank you very much. This country is uh, 75 years old, for good or for bad. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the situation. Um, yeah, in any case, um, it, it's like several very important milestones are, are going to be achieved next week, which is nice. And I'm really happy that uh, we also have a new website uh, to kind of... Uh, simplify the message you know it's 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 really amazing like uh, i don't know if right now it's available on beta.beam.mw it should be but if it's not it's probably you know still undergoing last fixes but uh, yeah next week we will launch it live and um, um yeah it's going to be very very nice it's looking awesome like uh, a lot of a lot of work gone into it and also some great discussion going on as to like how best to present it and this kind of thing. Very impressed. Totally. Um, so one of the things that uh, are being asked a lot is about the status of the mobile wallet and the web wallet. And uh, yeah. they're both uh, like uh, the, the web wallet is uh, currently in testing. I 
really wanted to uh, submit it already to the Google Home Store, but uh, uh, there is one kind of little thing that's missing from the API to make it work well with the DApps, uh, and we're adding it right now. Um, it's something that, like, because you know the new wallet, the web wallet works a little bit differently, so like we had to change a few things. And this is like one of the last fixes that we need to make. Uh, I hope we will do it over the weekend. And then uh, next week we will submit it to the store. It usually takes a couple of days uh, for Google to review it and then it will be available to download directly from the store. Um, we, we can publish like we can publish the like, developer build if you want to play with it on Dapnet uh, before like the official launch. Uh, it's it's very simple. It's mo most important function is to be uh, integrated with the dApps that can be accessed through the website. Um, one of the things that uh, I also really kind of want to happen, and uh, uh, I hope that uh, Mr. Magic Potatoes, who is working on this new website, will be able to uh, do something cool with it, is to integrate uh, the WebAssembly of the wallet and some shaders into this website so it can read public information from the blockchain. Like, for example, the bans domains that are accessible, uh, the total value locked in various contracts, etc. And then the website will be not just, you know, information resource and place where you go to download the wallet, but it can also show you live information from the blockchain, which is a super cool, basically making it like sort of a dub in, in it of itself. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so this is kind of, uh, uh, will be a big improvement, but also obviously we're going to link all of the available dubs like once we have them on the web uh, so that they're easier to find right now, they are, scattered and hidden all over the place. We will uh, bring them all into like this one organized location. So uh, anyone who can like opens the Beam website will be uh, guided to like the entire list of the applications. Speaking of which, there was a good question, not a new question, but a question that was asked uh, many times before and uh, was asked again regarding the uh, kind of centralized nature of the current Beam uh, DAP store. And uh, it's something that uh, we've been talking about for a while, and we definitely need to improve that. But I would like to just kind of answer the question that was asked and clarify the current situation. So basically, uh, the list of the applications that you see when you open your DAP store in uh, the Beam wallet, desktop wallet, the list is hosted on a server, right? So it, it's by all means, not the ideal solution, but that was the kind of the trade-off that we made, made back in the day. So you do have additional options to install applications, both by using like local files, like basically just downloading a DAP file and installing it from a local machine, or you can uh, use the decentralized DAP store and then the application is hosted on IPFS. And uh, you can download it uh, directly from the IPFS using the publisher key that you add. So all of these things are incremental kind of, um, I would say, you know, uh, things that we did and then improved and then added and stuff like that. So we, we, we do need to rebuild this entire kind of uh, uh, store infrastructure. Because right now, as people correctly say, it does expose your IP address because you're accessing an external resource. Uh, and it's also less than, less than ideal. Like, for example, uh, you can, let's say, instead of looking for a publisher ID somewhere like on Twitter and then adding it manually, 
you could just see the list of all of the publisher IDs registered in the Dubstore contract. And obviously it would be nice to filter it by only those IDs that have at least one application available because otherwise like anybody can register a publisher and you know do nothing with it and uh, clutter uh, the list. So yeah, there are a lot of improvements that can and need to be made in this regard. So yes, right now you do expose your, like you, you do access a centralized resource. Uh, no, it's not a good idea. And going forward, we're going to rebuild this entire module. Nice. And and you mentioned the other way of doing it, like the using the decentralized app store. And this is how, correct me if I'm wrong, on the DAPnet, and I also believe on MainNet, <laughs> this is how Nephrite was distributing the app. Is yes, right? and this is how we need to uh, to distribute all of our apps. Uh, we're basically going yeah. to get rid okay. of, uh, and I'm talking about like uh, in the next in the next wallet version, like really soon. There is absolutely no reason. Cool. Like, yeah, we, we we did it initially. There was like only one DAP available back in the day or two, uh, but now that we have uh, quite a few of them, and uh, uh, we like back then we all, all also did not have the decentralized DAP store, but now we do, right? So yeah. Like, no reason to yeah, use Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And actually, like like you mentioned about it being like good that there's not a list. I I always think of this in a similar term when I'm I'm using like DApps on Ethereum or something like this, and like often you Google a a DApp and then the first one is some like a uh, advertisement or promoted kind of link and often i've seen that these promoted ones are like phishing sites and this kind of thing yeah yeah it's a well-known fact that uh, when you google for something uh, first uh, several first several links that you find are probably not the ones that you want yeah it's crazy and and i think that this like <laughs> a long time ago i mentioned in one of the spaces my girlfriend got fished uh with like a fake open sea link and i think that this is probably how it happened like googling open sea and and that yeah it's a, it's a problem uh even though supposedly you know uh a couple of days ago uh somebody wrote on telegram hello i'm an investor i want to invest in beam uh, here is our investor presentation, and I like I click on the link, and it says phishing site, phishing site. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, your presentation is a phishing site, and that's it. That was the last I heard from him. <laughs> yeah, the like always, I I always like it. It's kind of it's really unfortunate that it leads to people being skeptical about literally everything and everyone because that's not so nice. I agree, but like, but. It, it definitely pays to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're a scammer unless proven otherwise. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the, the world we're living in right now. Yeah. No amount of chat GPTs can save us from that. No. I mean, they're, they're probably, I don't want to give them any ideas, but they're probably going to be starting to use them for communicating with, with people to try and scam as well. Oh yeah, terrible thought. Uh, come on. Um, yeah, so um, 
<clears throat> regarding the uh, the rest of the questions, like about the status of the uh, mobile wallet, yeah, it, it's all in the works. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what what is left there, but it shouldn't be too much. Uh, basically, what is currently going on is that the latest wallet library, the 7.3 that we released for desktop, is just being uh, adapted and tested for the mobile. Um, I will get like a more kind of specific update maybe tomorrow in a couple of days, like, but uh, we are working on that. So yeah, like it takes time, uh, but uh, that's the way thing is. Um, nothing is neglected anymore, which is good. Like we kind of livened up the entire uh, scope of operations from the mobile to the web, like uh, everything is being addressed and attended, uh, which is good. Uh, and we, we are very excited because like uh, the, the the ecosystem, you know, the, the, the dApps that are actually doing, you know, useful things like trading are finally arriving. And uh, I think it's, uh, that's what we wanted. And uh, it's finally here. Couldn't be more excited. And these like uh, the web wallet and the mobile wallet, like uh, improvements, <laughs> this will bring them up to speed with the desktop and be able to interact with all these dApps and that kind of thing as well. Yes. So uh, in terms of the web wallet, uh, I think the most important dApps, the like DEX will definitely be available through web wallet and also the DAO, the voting, like uh, all, all of these things will be available. In terms of the mobile wallet, uh, once we do uh, update the uh, kind of the wallet library to the latest version, then we will also need to make some adaptions, uh, adaptations, I'm sorry, to the uh, layout of the of the apps because it's basically the same application only it should be uh, presented correctly you know in the mobile layout and uh, just like it is on the desktop so that's kind of probably going to take a little bit more time uh, right now it's not possible to test them because the, uh, the the version of the wallet library that is required uh, to to access them is is not yet ready so it's a kind of two step process right we update the library first uh, make sure it works release the version and then we can just update the layout of the dApps themselves to uh, look good at the mobile. That's that's kind of the way it's going to to work. Wicked, and and makes sense. Um, like this is one thing I've I've always like thought about in terms of like who who uses desktop and who uses mobile, uh, and like I I do everything on my desktop because. That's just how I. Maybe I'm a like a boomer or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, you are. But I think like <laughs> many people do like everything crypto on their phones, which blows my mind. Uh, but it makes a lot of sense, and like people are more. Uh, they're on their phones more. They're there for social media. They're there for banking. So of course they're gonna do like crypto on their phones but i i always like uh it, it always blows my mind that people do everything on their mobile <laughs> yeah that's, i'm definitely that's a the, way of the future uh yeah you know uh, like uh, vladi <laughs> does everything in cli uh, so he doesn't even need to desktop <laughs> yeah, so yeah it, it's very individual these things uh it, yeah it, it was funny because uh like after we after <laughs> after the hardware wallet was completed, only then Vladi migrated his like desktop wallet to mainnet main one, and then like he he actually started using it because before that he was saying like oh it's not safe enough with the hardware wallet. 
uh, yeah, like I mean, that, that's that's the point. By the way, also in the desktop wallet, we still have a lot of things to to improve and fix. Like it's not the 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 work is not done like by any stretch of imagination. Like we still have a lot of improvements to do, but. Uh, First and foremost, we need to launch the DEX and uh, make sure everything is, is working. Uh, another big thing that is uh, uh, currently being worked on is obviously the reverse bridges that will allow you to move BIM to Ethereum. And uh, yeah, th this is also something that is in the works right now. And I hope that in the couple, I don't know, next, probably next week, uh, we will have more updates on that. Um, yeah. Nice. A, qu a question. Do we have any info on the like Ethereum to Beam bridge in terms of users and this kind of stuff? I don't have an updated information as of now, no. But uh, no yeah, but we, we can get it. It's probably not too much, but there is something. Yeah, that's cool. I think like as as the stuff gets launched, obviously Nefreak team is looking to to launch fairly soon uh the decks on may the 4th be with you uh and that gives like at least in my opinion it would give a lot more reasoning and like incentive for people to bridge over assets from ethereum they can put them on the amm decks they can trade it and this kind of stuff so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of like before and after the DEX launch and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that in combination with the new website, uh, some marketing campaign and uh, kind of the the very fact that now you can trade on DEX on BIM, uh, it will uh, give more people, you know, the reason to bridge their assets over and to trade them confidentially. Um, for sure. So that like... From now on, it's all about kind of uh, engagement, bringing more users, bringing more liquidity, and that's like that. That's what we need to to do, and obviously, constantly, you know, improving what we have and building new stuff. Uh, speaking of building new things, like uh, once again, I would like to repeat that if you have any idea to kind of create a new application that you want, or if you want to. If you know about projects that are interested in migrating from other platforms and just building new things on BIM and using the ease of integration that we have and confidentiality, uh, let us know. And uh, yeah, we, we will definitely assist in any way we can. And, you know, just try to start and, you know, grow in the ecosystem as much as possible. Absolutely. The, like it's cool to see the community coming together for the website and I hope that we see similar with regards to dApps running on Beam and, and this kind of stuff. We see Beam Assets, they have launched a wicked website not that long ago and, and looking to improve it and add to it as well, which is really cool. Uh, one question I did have, I don't know if you know the answer or if you've spoken to the Nefreak team, and maybe they have given you an indication. Uh, as I understand, you mentioned the uh, the audit will be coming out early next week, um, and the Beam X will be like the from Epoch eighteen voting. Nefreet will get some Beam X to distribute for people in the stability pool. Yeah. Will that kick in as soon as they get the 
be mixed or they will launch it uh, <clears throat> no no uh, no everything uh, like fr from from the free side everything that needed to be launched is already launched uh okay and right now uh people can deposit into the stability pool but the reward is like the reward that is uh, allocated to the pool is just not there like the moment we beam down like deposit this bmax that we already voted upon and we're just waiting for the audit to be kind of released and everything you know be clear we have enough running time with the free that we feel confident that everything is working fine the moment we deposit that uh, bmax amount it will start uh, farming so yeah well, that's cool that's very exciting uh i i did that makes me think i know i opened a trove but i can't remember if i went into the stability pool or not so i should check on that <laughs> so one of the things that we uh we've done in, uh, like uh, yesterday like a couple of days uh we've prepared this kind of sample or like an example of how to integrate uh the WebAssembly module into uh any web page uh, i think the example use, uses react but obviously it can be adapted to any framework what it means is that you can basically use any website to display information from being blockchain by integrating these components. Uh, the example is very fresh and we're trying to kind of first start with uh, trying to use it on the new Beam website. Uh, and, and like if it's successful, then we will have an example both in React and uh, uh, in uh, a view, which is the technology that the new website is written in. So once this example uh, is tested and it's working, we will document it and then provide it as open source repository so that anyone who is building any kind of website and wants to show information from Beam blockchain, whether their own contract or just other contracts, uh, and I'm talking about like obviously Beam assets or like any other integration uh, that, that somebody wants to do, and it will be very simple by just adapting this example. So that's also a, uh, a good thing. That's wicked. We have a question in the community, which I think is definitely over my head. Oh, uh, it's from Daniel, and is it like Web3.js package? Yes, uh, with the difference that it does not require any kind of... Uh, like, I, I, I mean, yeah, it does require to connect to, to Beam Node that supports uh, uh, WebSockets, I guess? Yeah, but like, yeah... It, Basically, like Web3.js, yes, you can integrate uh, a library that just, you know, gets information. But it doesn't, like, access the API. It access the, like, the actual running node. It can be your node. It can be somebody else's node. Like, uh, it's in this regard, yeah, like, if you're running a serial node, you can probably configure. Okay, scratch that. Yes, it's like Web3.js. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to find differences, but, like, the... Functionally, it's exactly the same. Web3, JS, but cool. Yeah, <laughs> but confidential. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's not. It, it's, it, can only, it, it can only access public information. It can obviously not access anything that's private to you, nor can it uh, perform any uh, actions on your behalf without uh, you having a wallet with the seed initialized and uh, uh, confirming uh, uh, each operation by yourself. Uh, sorry, I'm, 
I'm seeing the the laughing faces in the chat. Uh, and and this is like makes me think of of how oh, when the the Nefret launched on Dapnet, and I was so confused about the Dap itself not being able to see my balances, and I can't just hit max or or that kind of thing to deposit. Yeah, so this is actually something that we've been talking about uh, very recently uh, because. As I said, like we 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 did this uh, DAP wallet separation uh, back in the day in order to avoid situations in which some malicious DAP can suddenly access your balances and you know know too much about you and then broadcast it somewhere. So we didn't want any of that happening. So we created this complete kind of firewall between the DAP and the wallet. However, now the situation is that. There are way more DAPs and they require more information to be uh, usable. Uh, like in, in case, as you said, like the free or, or DEX, like you want to click max and you want to click, uh, you know, basically to filter which pools you uh, have stake in and which pools you like never touched, things like that. And there are several possible solutions for that. Uh, one of them is to uh, create this kind of permission uh, Kind of more flexible permissions when you can say yes, I do allow this specific DAP to access this information about my balances in certain assets. Um, so this is like one one way to go, and uh, uh, the other way is to just kind of authorize, like you know, basically like trusted app or applications that you uh, know that they come from trusted publishers, uh, they can access kind of more information. Another uh, interesting idea is to transform um, some parts of the wallet UI into uh, dApps of themselves, like basically uh, changing a little bit the infrastructure to uh, support more, di more direct access to shaders because all of this information that the wallet gets from the blockchain is actually processed by the application shaders that run inside the wallet. And the Okay. Yeah, the tighter the integration is between the wallet and those shaders, the more information you can get and the more usable uh, features you can create. Um, like the best example that we also talked about a lot is to to be able to send to Ben's address directly from the send screen, right? Like today, when you when yeah. you open the send screen, you need to paste in a token or an address, and uh, uh, you know, you cannot use bands. In order to send to bands, you need to go to the application store, open the bands application, and then you can find the uh, the bands name you want to send funds to. So it would be much easier if you could just open the send screen and then type, you know, bigromanov.beam or whatever, or beamcto.beam. I don't remember which I bought. And, uh, uh, you know, just, <laughs> just, just send in the money. It would be much nicer, right? Uh, but in order for that to happen, something inside the wallet should be able to access uh, this information from the contract. So yeah, it's sure. it's uh, it, it, this is one one of those topics that I said uh, that we need to work on and improve uh, both in desktop and other wallets. Um, yeah, so like <laughs> we're definitely not done. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, and and like it's it's definitely like a very at least in my opinion a very interesting conversation I have with the community and because there's so many like 
different sides to it. There's pros and cons, and and as with everything, of course. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, one thing that I, I believe where we need to make uh, kind of better use of and take advantage of is how easy it is to integrate BIM components into web, uh, you know, web pages or like web applications. Uh, in general, like we have a lot of integration options. We have a good API. We have a WebAssembly module that can uh, be easily embedded in any web page and then access the data from the blockchain. So the more interesting applications we can find for those integrations to happen, like I think it will increase the engagement. Um, yeah, so like think about it, like, uh, you know, Let's say, like, yeah, Web3.js is, you know, it's basically does very similar job, but, uh, you know, for, specifically for BIM purposes, uh, we might come with kind of more interesting applications, uh, either Web3 or financial or, like, whatever. So if you have any ideas in this, uh, in this area, be sure to let us know in the community channel on Twitter or anywhere else. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just rem remember, like when I said WebAssembly, I remember this, uh, uh, I think it was this week or last week, this uh, crazy problem with the Trust Wallet that was generating uh, like very uh, kind of narrow range of seed phrases. Did you read about that? Oh, I, <clears throat> I, I saw, I don't know if it's related, but I saw the lady that used to work on my Ether wallet and now works for MetaMask, I believe, and she was talking about a bunch of wallets that had been drained in a very like specific way and and this kind of thing. But I don't know if that was related to Trust Wallet or not. So the, the problem was that there was like one uh, specific seed generator that uh, used a bad uh, pseudo-random gen uh, generator because, you know, when you generate a random number, like a random seed, it's very important to really use the entire range of your uh, kind of theoretical randomization. Otherwise, uh, what happens is that instead of generating, you know, random seed from, I don't know, trillions, gazillions, like I don't know how many possibilities, actually it was like much smaller uh, number and it became possible to just brute force all of the seeds that could have been generated by this buggy generator. So what happened is that uh, people used it and then they took the same seed and they used it in many wallets, uh, which is understandable because uh, once you have a seed, you have it stored somewhere, you remember it or whatever. So you don't necessarily want to generate a new seed. So you, you just reuse the same seed in many wallets, sometimes even in many blockchains. If it's like Ethereum compatible blockchains, People use the same seed in, I don't know, on Binance Chain, on Ethereum, on several others. And all of these people that used seeds from that bad generator uh, actually became vulnerable to this brute force attack. Um, okay. The problem was, like when I read this, uh, this article, the problem was that it always mentioned WebAssembly for some reason, which is complete nonsense because like, <laughs> oh, maybe it is WebAssembly. WebAssembly is just a technology, right? It doesn't have anything to do with the yeah. fact that you know the, the generator was uh, buggy. It could have been buggy in any language. Yeah. Uh, and then when we say like we, there were some questions from the community whether our web wallet 
uh, has the same problem because it also uses WebAssembly? So the answer is no. Uh, it might have other problem, but it doesn't have this one, and definitely not because it uses WebAssembly. There's like no, <laughs> yeah. nothing to do uh, with that. Um, yeah. But in general, it, it, this is like I think the, the most kind of it's crazy. Like you don't know, right? You go to to, to a wallet, you create a seed phrase. The, the users are completely, you know, they cannot be blamed here because it's not like they did something that was. Uh, you know, risky or questionable, not at all. They just were victims of completely, uh, like they, they, they had no chance of detecting this ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's really scary. Like, uh, I mean, anyone could have been in this yeah. situation. No amount of knowledge or experience in crypto uh, would have saved you if there is just a bad random generator underneath this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and like uh, I, I always have this feeling or thought, and it's that like for a trustless like system or or this kind of thing, there's a lot of trust involved. Whether it's like trusting that the random generator used to to make your seed is is good enough, or whether there's no bugs in the protocol you're going into, and this kind of stuff. Like there's there's a lot of kind of trust. For, not, for something yeah, but not exactly because. So first of all, uh, when you are doing an audit uh, with a serious, you know, auditing company, the first yeah. thing they're looking for is your custom implementations of well-known cryptographic primitives, because yeah, there is a good reason why the library that is used uh, in Bitcoin, uh, like many other projects, uh, is the same library because this library was. Uh, tested for a long time it like it, it, it's reliable because it was used a lot it was tested a lot um and it's very important to never try to reinvent the wheel here and try to like uh, just implement things yourself things that you are not sure about because cryptography is tricky that way you never like it's very difficult to know when you are doing this you know one uh mistake that is going to make this entire thing vulnerable to attacks uh yeah yeah now this is why i say like be careful with new stuff like for, for for everything um and in this specific case like i'm not exactly sure whether it was something like custom implemented or there was a bug in something that uh, uh been used before but uh, usually these things come around when when you're trying to just you know uh, do do things that you should have been should not have been doing like implementing basic stuff yourself. Yeah. Don't don't roll your own cryptography. Don't mess with cryptography, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to bite you. Uh yeah. And uh, you know, due to properties of crypto that no no one is uh, uh responsible, it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, it, it is your seed but it's still not your funds. Yeah. Um yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> Do we have let me my computer's gone into sleep mode. Do we have any uh questions in the community? If we do, feel free please to put up your hand or type in the chat. Wow, we have we have a ghost listener. Welcome Gus. Maybe it's your your alter ego. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, unless we have anything else to discuss, uh, it might be a shorter uh, than usual. Uh... Oh, yeah. major potato is gas. How did that happen? Ah, uh, wow. What a what an amazing name, I must say. So you do have Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> he, he told me that he has Twitter to listen, but he doesn't he doesn't tweet or retweet anything. It's like this uh, read only Twitter. No. Yeah. Uh, Magic Potato deserves a lot of credit for great work uh, on the website. Absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, if you didn't see it, you have to go to beta.beam.mw, take a look, and uh, if not, you will see it on Tuesday, uh, because it's absolutely beautiful. It really is, and, and a huge effort, and, and, like, one of the coolest things that, that I've seen coming out from the community is, is Magic Potatoes effort, and also the support and, and contribution from others giving some suggestions and this kind of stuff. Really love to see it. Totally. So on this uh, epic note, I think we will wrap it up. Uh... <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Get back into the party. Uh, no, I think I'll move on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, everyone. And uh, uh, we will update you on all of the dates and specifics of everything that is going to happen uh, next week, which is a lot. Uh, thank you very much for the support. It's been great, and uh, it's going to get better. Wicked, absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex, and I will see you back here, same place, same time, next week with the decks either launched or about to launch. With launched decks, new website, and a shitload of crazy new stuff. It's going to be epic. Wicked. Thank you. Let's go. Bye-bye. Thanks, man. See you. Bye.